Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. the supernatural and understand the supernatural we're talking about the war that's on the family we've talked about our authority and all these other things but the war on the family is one of the things that I really sense God is leading us into and I want everybody to know your family is worth fighting for your child that husband that wife that cousin that in-law they are worth fighting for because if the enemy can get them and destroy them then he can destroy a whole lot in that process. So they're worth fighting for, and what we must do is learn how to fight. Amen? We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We're fighting against the evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. So the devil is punching you from the unseen world. He's hitting you with stuff that you can't see coming. So we've got to be able to understand that if we're going to fight in this fight. We talked about asking God to open our eyes. Psalms 119, verse 18 to 19, I'll read this right quick for you. Open my eyes to spiritual truth. Open my eyes, O God, to spiritual truth. There's some truth out there, but then there's some spiritual truth that's been messing us up. It's been hindering us. and It's been making us uh, uh, falter and get caught in the trap of the enemy. So we want God to open our eyes to spiritual truth so that I may behold the wonderful things of your law. There's some things that in God's law, and there are more than 10 of them. Okay? We just know those 10 commandments, but there's a whole lot in God's law that he set in place. Laws that are in place. There are natural laws that are in place. Most of the 10 commandments help you do with your moral standard and getting yourself together and how your relationship with God goes. But there are other laws that are out there that deal with what goes on in this earth. When God created earth, he put laws in place. There's natural law. The law of gravity, for instance, is still in place. And if you don't understand how that law works, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Okay? What goes up must come down. And what we have found out in our life, in our time frame, how to defy certain laws. So now we see an airplane goes up, and we see it going. We don't see, you know, necessarily see where it's coming down at, but we know it's just taking off. But trust me, it must come back down. The law of gravity is in place. There are other laws that are in place that we actually don't know about because down through life, tradition, and all the other things have made the Word of God no effect. So some of the laws that are in place right now, we pay no attention to it, and we go along with the flow because everybody is doing it. So we're defying some laws that God has in place. There's a reason why our lives are messed up. God didn't create us messed up. We've been breaking some laws somewhere, and we need God now to open our eyes that we might see. Watch this, verse 19. I'm a stranger on this earth. Don't hide your, conf- your commandments from me as if there's some things that are going on that I just, and I'm just not aware of. God, open my eyes. I'm a stranger here. I'm a pilgrim. This earth is not my home. 
So you put me here, God. Now, God, help me to see and understand so that I can apply wisdom on how I should live. God wants you blessed. And what you must do is decide how I'm going to be blessed. Amen? All right. So why do we need the truth or the scriptures? It's very important that you know because you're in this earth, God sent you some guidelines, some basic instructions on how to handle yourself. John chapter 8, verse 32, New Living Translation. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. All right. And you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God is trying to give you some insight right now, is that you're in this room. Once you find out the truth, the truth will set you free. If you're tired of being broke, because God didn't create you to be broke, there's some truth that you must understand. And once you understand that truth, you're on the road to prosperity. It's just that simple. You've got to find the truth. And then once you find the truth, you've got to accept the truth because the truth will make you free. Sometimes people don't want to know the truth. What I'm going to be revealing to you today is a lot of truth. Okay? In order that you might be free. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Mm. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. All scripture, Old Testament and New, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. This word is what God uses to make you realize what's wrong. Don't get mad at the church. Don't get mad at the word. Accept the truth because God's trying to make you realize what's wrong in your life. You're not prospering. Things are going wrong in your life. Your health is being torn apart. It's something that you're missing, some laws that you're breaking. And God says, let me open your eyes to the truth. It could be that you're not exercising. God been telling you and telling you, but you won't do it. And then when your body starts telling you, then you want to do it. Okay? So what God's saying now, that the scripture will make us realize what's wrong in our life. It'll make you realize what's wrong. I've been missing all this time. And some of you all, it's just simple that you're just not being obedient to what God is telling you. And that's why your finances, your marriage, your children, all this stuff is not in alignment. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what's right. The scriptures correct us, and God will speak to you through the scripture. He'll speak every other way. There was a time when I, was, I, I knew God was telling me to stop doing some things, stop doing it, stop doing it. And I would hear it, and I was fighting a good battle, but then I'd fall down, and I'd get back up and stuff like that. But one night, God gave me a dream, and it was my old pastor, Pastor Williams. Okay? We was walking out together. And I sat down in, some, in the front seat, real nice seats, plush and everything. And he went off to go minister. But he came back in, and he got me, and he told me, come here, got me, and he carried me all the way back to some cheap, broke-down, dirty seats and set me in that seat. And I was like, what? And then I woke up. I knew that God was trying to tell me something, okay? What was he trying to tell me? Let me explain it to you. 
What he was doing was he was using somebody that I knew. So sometimes when God's trying to speak to you through his word or trying to speak to you, he'll use somebody that you're familiar with, somebody who stands in the seat of authority. Pastor William represented authority to me. So it was God who was showing me Pastor William, but it was actually who was God. God was giving me a message that he was the one and that he had me in a good seat and a good place. But because of my rebellion against him, he took me up and carried me back here and set me down in the cheap seats. Demotion. Because I wasn't, I wasn't obedient. I wasn't doing what he told me to do. So at that point, the scripture came alive to me, and I said, God, I, I, I'm sorry. Because I knew a pastor wouldn't have done that. I know he wouldn't, you know, embarrass me like that. But God did it, and he showed me, I would demote you. All that because my eyes are open to the truth. Once you open your eyes to the truth, God can teach you everything you need to know. But when you get to the point you don't want to know the truth and you push away from it and you get mad at the pastor or get mad at somebody who told you the truth about you, then God said, okay, you're not ready for it. And those same truths are still there, but the laws that you're breaking begin to take and steal and rob from you. Okay? All right. So the scripture is there to teach you what's right. Here we go. Back to where we are. The foundation of the family. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. The foundation of the family is God, man, woman, children. Now, let me show you something. Let me, can, can, can you get Nakia stand up? Brother Houston, could you come up for a moment too? Okay. All right. Yeah, just stand, just stand right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh, right here beside her. Right, right. Thank you, sir. Sometimes I'll be thinking y'all about supposed to be able to read my mind. All right, know what I want. Okay. I'm standing here for God. He's the man, she's the woman, and he's representing the child. Okay? All right. All right. He's an old child. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Don't want to leave home. All right. All right. Okay. But you see the order. The devil can't do nothing about this. But what he wants to do is just to mess up the order. And when we talk about it today, you're going to see it. Okay? So what you two change positions. You don't have to do a whole lot. He just messed up the order. And now she has to become the man. We left him being weak, the weaker vessel, acting like the woman. And this grown child just confused. <laughs> All he did was twist things around. And if you see it in society, you see what's happening. God is still the same. He is not changing. But because they changed roles, she's now more women are acting like men. More men are acting like women. And the children are just utterly confused. You understand it. You see it. All right? Y'all can be seated. So what this represent was the foundation, how God set it up. If the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? We ought to take the scriptures and start to teach what thus said the Lord. Get back to building. So sometimes the foundation cracks and stuff mess up, and you have to call Oshan. 
<laughs> to come in and put boats in the foundation, put it back together. Well, guess what? We call in. Yes. We call on God to fix the foundation. And we use these pins from the Word to pull things back into alignment. We start teaching our kids, no, it ain't right for you to have babies out of wedlock. Let's go on, let's finish this up now. You got a family started, let's keep this family together. Well, I don't like it. Well, you loved her. <laughs> let's teach the truth. Don't teach your opinion, don't teach your feelings, teach the truth. For the truth will make you free. Because your emotions change. One day I love you, one day I don't. Okay? That's what the marriage covenant is all about. It puts you in a position where you're not basing this thing on your emotion. You're basing it on what you promised, your vow you gave God. Amen? So if the foundation are destroyed, the righteous must do their job. And that's to hold up the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ to teach truth in season and out of season. So all of us in here are responsible for learning the word teaching the Word to find out what we're doing wrong, what we have error at, and get back in alignment with God if we're going to keep the foundation together. If you don't, if we don't do our job, the whole world is in for an uproar. All right. So, therefore, it pushes me to the point of dealing with the man's role. Since God has not changed, he said in Malachi, he said the reason you're not consumed because I'm the Lord thou God and I change not. You've done some stuff that makes me work, that makes you worthy of destruction. But because I hadn't changed is the only reason you're not destroyed. So since God's going to stay the same, we messed up, but he's still faithful, he's still just, and he's willing to forgive us. I don't care who you are in here today, I don't care what you've done, God is not holding your sins and trespass against you. I don't care how gross, how bad, how ugly it is, God is consistent. He is not holding that against you. He's already judged it, so all you have to do is realize it so I can get out of it. Sometimes, people, listen to me good, when you mess up and you get that bad feeling on the inside, it's because God is trying to work out some stuff in you. He's trying to give you a chance to fix it so you judge yourself so you won't be judged. Young people, God is definitely dealing with you guys nowadays. He's trying to get you to judge yourself, and the struggle is real. It is real. You want to do good, but evil is always present. But you got to keep judging yourself. God, I'm wrong. God, I messed up. God, forgive me. All right, get up the next day. You go back, you mess up again. Oh, God, God. And then you find out that you went from one day to one month. One month to six months. Six months to a year. It's been a whole year since you messed up. Praise God. You're like, thank you, Jesus. I'm delivered. And then you fall. Oh, God. Here I go again. It's the process. Okay? So don't mess around and think that, 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 you, that, 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 that you, you won't slip. You won't fall. You will. But because he is faithful and he does not change, he's willing to forgive you. And not only forgive you, but cleanse you from all the unrighteousness. So to all the men who are out there who messed up, who slipped, who have fallen, let's get back up because God is faithful. Amen? All right. So here we're going to go. Did I go too fast? Oh, I'm, I'm still on the right. I'm still on. Let me, let me just check myself. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, Miss King. Man's role in the family. 
Up until this century, men and women's roles were fairly well-defined. The woman was expected to be a mother and a wife, taking care of her husband's well-being and raising children, and a man had to provide for his family. All right. Do y'all understand that? Ladies, you okay with this? All right? Because it said what the man role was, but it also spelled out a little bit what the woman role was. The woman was expected to be a mother and a wife. You okay with that? Taking care of her husband's well-being. It didn't say how he was acting. It's based on what God's order is, not how he's acting. Let God deal with him. Okay? Well-being and raising children. And man had to provide for his family. Okay. Today... The line between males and females' roles is becoming more blurred as women begin to take leadership in the home. Whoa, did you hear that? The lines are becoming more blurred because the women have to take leadership in the home because the devil switched it around. Okay? Now women are having to act strong. Bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, do all this stuff. They have to become strong. And the man, because he don't, he, he allowed it to happen because mama took so good care of him, he's acting and letting her be mama. But he has switched his role. And the kids are not protected because we forgot God. If you forget me, I will forget your children. Now the children are confused. You have the males acting like the females. Because y'all out of order. You got the female acting like the male because y'all out of order. And it's a spirit behind the whole thing. And we see it in society, and what is a sign is, is that the foundation is being destroyed. So we've got to fix it. Well, God, when are you going to do something? God said, I told you to do it. You go back to the Scriptures. You go back and open your eyes that you may see, that you understand what's going on, because we, the Bible said that the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. People out there in the world can see mistakes and, and avoid them, but we walk dead into it. Knowing better, the leadership of the home, God established the house, the home, so that the home can go out and then populate the earth. But when the foundation is destroyed, what's leaving out of these homes nowadays is destruction. And the righteous must fix it. Why should we fix it, Pastor? Because he told you to occupy till I come. We have the authority, the rights to rule, and God told us to occupy till we come. We can't let the government shut our mouths up about the truth. We got to speak the truth in season and out of season. We got to do our job because that's a part of occupying. All right, here we go. What's man's role? 
role of a man in a family included the following functions. A protector. Right there. Stop right there. A protector. Every woman, baby, do you want a protector in the house? How did it feel that you had to protect me? Mm. So it's expected out of her to expect me to be the protector. If an intruder come into the house, my wife looks for me to handle my business. I'm not going to jump up and run in the closet and say, baby, go get him. That's out of order. Your eyes are open. You can see this truth. Somebody else like, uh-uh. Hey, baby, you go see what's going on. Who go to the door? No. No. You don't send your wife to the door when you're in the bed. Be the man. Get up and go be the protector and see what's out there. But when the bill collector call your house, they need to address you. Oh, well, we ain't going to like this today, out. <laughs> a protector is more than just a title. It's an action word. It's being demonstrated. Your wife wants to know that she or your family wants to know that they can trust you to protect them in case something go down. You hear me? Next thing, and we got, I got scriptures to break all this down. So, Miss King, what's the next one? A provider. A provider. Miss King, would you rather take care of me or me take care of you? You take care of me. <laughs> and my our eyes are open, and it sounds right. There are homes today where the woman is taking care of the man. He's at the house now playing PlayStation or doing whatever, being at home mom. Something has gone wrong with the foundation. Somebody has twisted some things. The man is relinquishing his authority to the woman. Baby, you go to work. You protect the house. Something going wrong. A leader. I'm sorry, you're supposed to read that one. A leader. Would you rather lead or me? No, not try it again. You see it? You see it? We okay with the protector. We okay with the provider. But leader, I know what the scripture said, but you know, I think I can do it better. There are some things you can do better, but that's called a help meet. Stay in your position. A friend of mine who I uh, was in business with said a statement that was so profound, but it was so heavy that his wife couldn't handle it. We was talking about some things. I said, well, what about her? He said, she know her place. Oh, see, see, I said the same thing. Y'all just said it again. I can hear it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, what? No, 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 he could, the truth is the truth. See, it, it, there's a little something in you that don't want to accept the fact that there is a place for you. 
Oh, I know you get mad. I can feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Don't tell me. I got to put. Yes, you do. God, male, female. That's your place. And I'm going to show you some scripture. Might I get to them today? But the man was not made for the woman, but the woman was made for the man. So you know your place? Ouch! Just say ouch. I told you we're going to have to receive the truth. And the truth will make you free. I know my place. Okay, ladies, just help us brothers out. Say, I know my place. That's freedom. Some of you are shaking your head. Come on now. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Come on now. Mm-mm, I ain't gonna. You don't know what I'm living with. Mm-mm, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Watch this. Let me help you to deliver you, okay? Number one, let me hit the top part first. If it's as bad as you say it is, God will get you out. But also, the Bible says that your chaste conversation could win that rascal over. Not your conversation as your mouth, your lifestyle. You live in a lifestyle. See, sometimes we, 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 when we let our faith go. We don't use our faith for everything. We use our faith for what we want our faith to be used for. But we don't want to use our faith to make the word of God active in our life. Because of the, if I use my faith at this point because I know my place, I use my faith to stay in my place, and now God can be God. And God on this side, I'm on this side. He has to change. It's all about the man. You got to let the man stay in his role. You don't nag him so much he said, well, you know what? You think you can do better? Yeah, I can do better. Okay, then you do it. Now you just switch roles. And now he's standing at the house, and you're going to work. He gets to the point now he'll wake you up and tell you, maybe it's time you go. <laughs> Here you are, dragging out of bed. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You ought to be tired. You're out of alignment. God wants the men to take care of the house. You make it a home. So, Miss King, a leader. Would you rather lead or me? You. There you go. See there? Look clarity. She's been set free. Hallelujah. All right. Let's keep going because I'm going to give you scripture for the, a teacher. You want to see it? A teacher. Okay, all right. Now, now watch this. A teacher can come from both roles, dual roles. All these can. But God's best is that the man teaches children. That he explains the scriptures. That he teaches them because the scriptures are so heavy, so powerful. It's almost like a loaded gun. My wife shouldn't have to teach my kids how to shoot or handle a firearm. That's the man's job. You hear me? So as a teacher, I step into my role, men, and start teaching them what thus say the Lord. Because proper alignment, you got God, you got man, you got the woman, you got the children. 
So therefore, I can go down this alignment, and if they disrespecting my wife, then they have to deal with me before they get to God. Because God's laws, as I talked about, are in place. If thou have a stubborn and rebellious son who refuses to obey the voice of his mother or his father, bring him to the elders of the church, and that they may take him to the edge of the city and stone him that he may die. God said, kill him and kill him dead. God said, I'm going to have this mess in my house. You're not going to rebel against what I've set up in place and take care of you too. I bring you home with me. All right? Now, I know this stuff is not, it's not easy to take, but it, I told you, it's the truth. It's how God set it up. And if we're going to help this earth out, we're going to have to go back to the foundation to do it. We're going to have to get dirty. We're going to have to get truthful. And we're going to have to see the truth for what it is. All right? So as a teacher, I've got to teach my kids. And now my kids are older. You know what? It seems like I ought to be able to relax a little bit. But they need more teaching now than they did when they were seven and eight. Oh, my God. Because now they have formed their mindset based on what's going on in the world. And they're making their judgments based on what they see in the world. And now my eyes are open, and it's totally contrary to what God is saying in his word. And they're wondering why their finances are not together, why this came together, why that ain't together. It's because I see better. But you see, my life is taking off and doing good, but they can't listen because the devil has blinded their mind so that they can't see the glorious God. So now we're in a real bad situation. So what has to happen, God? I've got to act like God in this situation. I have to be patient, long-suffering, gentle, all these things. And somebody like me who go from zero to 100, it is not easy. So I've got to get myself together because I've got to act like him in this situation. I gave you a scripture before. And you didn't know it. But he said, see, I have made you a God before Pharaoh. See, I have made you like me before your children. Man, you ought to act like God. That's why when you decree a thing, expect it to come to pass. When they be in here on their phones and I tell them your phone going to crack, I'm decreeing it. Now, if they don't repent, it's going to crack. They're going to drop it, and they're going to get mad at me. No, you did it. I just decreed it. I gave you a chance to get in alignment with the laws. That's why we pray. Open my eyes that I may see your wondrous works, the wondrous works of your law, so that I don't offend you or mess up myself. Amen? All right, so here we go. Let's break this down a little bit more so we can be able to see it. What is the biblical role based on what we just talked about? But if any provide not for his own. Oh, wow. Come on, keep going. And especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. All right. Now, if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, it's almost like these scriptures have caught up with us today. Here's this man. He may have three children. By this one. But he's living at the house with two kids by this one. 
So you got to be a provider for those five kids. But you especially better take care of the one that you get, that you, that, that, that's legal with you, that's living with you, of your own house. You don't hear me. Because you got three kids. I'm married to this one. You might have to put me on some child support. Because I still got to provide. Whether I want to or not. The scripture says I have to provide for your three children. But I'm married again. I'm living with these. Especially, you know, I'm just, okay, come on, baby, look. We role playing. She getting caught up over there. <laughs> I have to clarify this. <laughs> okay. You're making it hot in here. All right. Okay. So, so what I'm doing is demonstrating, okay? Because some men are confused by it. We're confused by it. No, I'm married to her now. I don't got, no, 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 no. The scripture backs her up that you should take care of her, provide for her. And especially for those of your household. Because when you don't do it, then you leave it up to the judge to decide. That's why you have to be careful, men, when you go out there and sow your royal oats. You hear me? That baby didn't actually come here. Stop saying I have an illegitimate child. No, you did an illegitimate act. What y'all did was illegitimate, but the child coming here is a heritage from the Lord. Okay? So you owe it to God to take care of your responsibility. Amen? If you don't, you have denied the faith, and you're worse than an infidel. An infidel is an outright sinner. God said, if you're not taking care of all five of these kids, especially the one that you married to and you're living in the house with, you're less than an infidel. Now, set up straight. I don't know who this kid, I don't know it's hurt. Okay? But it's the truth. It's the truth. Well, Pastor, she's doing all right by herself. She's making more money. The Bible says that you provide for his own. If it's yours, well, I'm going to go get a test. Go, you should have done it. Go get a test then. Got DNA tests out there now. And if it's yours, that means back pay. See, see, these are biblical. Now you understand why the Bible says that you should not get be out there having sex. He's so against fornication, all that kind of stuff. Because once those babies start coming through, the next thing you know, the fabric of the world is beginning to be destroyed. God, if I had knew this at first, if you had opened my eyes, I would have kept my pants zip. Well, okay, now teach your children to keep their zip. Okay, let's go on from this one, because we've got to get through some of these scriptures today. Miss King. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Mm. Now, I know that goes on to the husband. It's not just dealing with the man role, but with the husband. 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 Dwell with them. Or court. Now, he's talking to a group of husbands 
He's not saying them like you can have more than one woman. You understand it? So he was saying husbands. He was talking to a group of them. When he said dwell with them, he didn't say husband, dwell with them. Because that's what made it sound like you can have more than one wife. In old, it was never God's intent, but in old time, you could have as many women as you could afford. Okay? But that wasn't God's law, because when God created, he created male, female. One woman to one man. Okay? Some kind of way they changed it up in the tradition of way, but not God. All right. So likewise, dwell with them according to knowledge. What knowledge am I trying to deal with? What am I trying to understand about this woman? Watch this. Giving unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. My knowledge is that Miss King may not be as strong as I am. She may be the weaker vessel. But I have to dwell with her based on that knowledge. She's my helpmeet. So therefore... My goal, my job for Miss King is to make sure that I do what I'm designed to provide, take care of all those things for her because I realize that I can't put all that on her. I can't put on Miss King that she got to go to work, come home, fix my dinner, make my bed, wash my clothes, go take care of the kids, and pray for me. You hear me? She's a weaker vessel. So I've got to take the load off of her. So I might say, I'm going to strip you of that job. You don't have to go to work no more. I'm going to take care of all the bills. I'm the provider. Now, when you first start off in your marriage early because you didn't know this, both of y'all might have to work because of society the way things are now. Until, but your goal is to get to the point that you can retire her as soon as possible. That's a weaker vessel. Let her stay at the house, take care of the house. Baby, now, go make my house a home. You hear me? You understand? This is how God set things up. We've got off, so how we get back to it? It's going to take us some time, but we can do it. The Bible says God will help us to redeem the time. Okay? Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to put it? So that my prayers won't be hindered. If we off, my prayers are hindered. God saying, why are you talking to me? Go fix that. Something broke in your house. Go fix it. But God, you fix it. God said, uh-uh, I ain't living. I ain't married. You did. You go fix it. So therefore, now, I've got to go in as a man with the anointing and the power of God, find out what the needs of my wife are, and address those needs. Stop telling me you married the wrong woman. I don't want to hear that. You chose God just put y'all together. Don't tell me God gave me the wrong one. You chose her. Since you chose her and God and you God said, okay, if that's the one you want, that's the one you pick, that's the one I'm going to join together. Now, what I have joined together, don't let nobody put it asunder. But she ain't nothing like me. Opposite do attract. If God put two strong will, if you and I picked out you a strong will woman, you better be a meek and mild, really, I mean, mild-minded man. Okay? Because if you strong will, 
and she strong will, it's going to be the 4th of July every night. <laughs> so there are some men who are, more, who are more softer in tone, and the woman is more aggressive, but what she has to do is respect God's order and relinquish that to him. What you did, because you don't have the authority, and I know I should be dealing with this in the marriage, but I, I'm dealing with it now. You don't have the authority, the right to rule over him. Authority means the right to rule. You don't have the right to rule over him. God told, told Eve, he said, he say, the desire should be that of your husband, but he shall rule over you. In other words, you don't want to tell him what to do, but he's going to tell you what to do. So being this strong-willed woman and you got this, this mild-mannered man, don't forget, he's a man. And sometimes you all up there, out of his face, da, 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 and before you know it, you're running out of that house. Because something in him has rose up, and he realized, I'm the man. Now, I'm not condoning violence or abuse or anything like that. There's some men who are being abused. Yeah, some of y'all women are so strong-willed. I know I should wait to get to the women, but I'm going to deal with it now. You might not come back. <laughs> Can't nobody tell you nothing. When you disrespect that man, you disrespect that man's head. Now, who's the head of man? Christ. I dare you to put your mouth on Christ. I'm going to say it again. Woman, you know your place. Know the truth. The truth is going to set you free. <laughs> I want to help us because the foundation is being destroyed and we've got to do something. If we don't, our children's children's children won't stand a chance. All right. So I want my prayers to, get, be, be, to be right, so i got to make sure that I'm taking care of her and that she's right. All right, here we go. Real quick. Biblical role for the man. Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he, do, he meditate day and night. All right. This man at this point has to be a leader. Okay? So he's leading. He's talking to his children. He's talking to his wife. He's got to watch where he's going, how he carry himself. Okay? Sometimes men, some of your biggest problems is that you're still hanging around some of your friends. They're not going anywhere and they won't let you go nowhere. Blessed, the Bible say, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You don't know what I'm saying? Okay, if, uh, if this is the counsel of the ungodly, and here I am. I know my friend. We grew up together. We went to school together. Went to college together. We did all, all the crazy things. I see them, and I'm walking up. No. Man, they hooping. They finna play basketball. You know, they... They did. And you know they're smoking, they're drinking, they're doing nothing. Don't be a fool. Turn away from them. They saw you, or you saw them before they saw you, bag out. <laughs> Don't go in there. The counselor called, blessed is the man that walketh not into the counsel of the ungodly. You know they're talking some ungodly stuff. Don't walk into that. Stay away from it. God has given you his word. These are his instructions. 
You have to decide on how you're going to handle it. And some of these folks can be family folks. They drinking, they smoking, they doing all this crazy stuff. The Bible says you're blessed if you don't go into that. The blessings of walking out of the council of the ungodly. No, stand it. You done, you done walked into it, and now you're standing up there with them. And at first, you know, your spirit grieves and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, you get a little comfortable, and you're okay with it. All right? And you, you're talking, some of, the, some of the, the loud that they've got, you know, getting on you. So now, you're getting a little bit tipsy, all right? You're comfortable with it. God told you you're blessed if you don't walk into it. Now you don't walk into it. Now you're standing up there with it. Now y'all start talking all this stuff. Yeah, man, man, I did that, man, I did this, I did this. Oh, okay. And what you do next? You sit down right there with it. <laughs> now you're chilling. You're kicking it with them now. Now you're sharing spirits with them. You're going to sit down in that mess now. Because you couldn't stop it from the beginning. God said, but your delight has to be in the law of the Lord, where you meditate day and night. Get this message in you. Get this word in you so it can help you. So when you see them, no, nah, man, I ain't got time. Man, I ain't, I ain't got time. Man, I got to go home with my wife. What? Wife? Man, what's wrong with you? Meditating in the word helps you change. All right. Real, real quick. Husband, <clears throat> husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave being that big protector, okay? Love your wife, again, husbands, wives, only one, though, okay? Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You hear me? And, and, and to be able, and I deal with this when I start dealing with the marriage, but the way you have to really understand that scripture is that what did the church do to Christ? What did Christ do for the church? The church disrespected him. The church spit in his face. The church hung him out, beat him, destroyed him. Because it was the Jewish people that, the Jewish leaders that handed him over to the Roman soldiers. So the church betrayed him. But he laid down his life for him. So what if Miss King talk about me and call me some crazy stuff and everything but a child got? I can't go right back at Miss King and start calling her crazy names and trying to get back to hurt her. That's not what Christ did. The Bible says he shut his mouth and humbled himself and became obedient, obedient even to the death of the cross. The problem is men nowadays, you don't know how to handle nothing. So what if she frustrates? She's probably frustrated by some of the stuff that you've been doing. And when she flare off at you, and you mad because you can't take nothing. In the back of your mind, you got to get yourself together, gird up your lawn and say, I'm being wounded for her transgressions. By these stripes, she can be made whole. She letting it out on me. I'm the man. Come on, baby. What else you got? What else is it going to take for you to be free? What is this going to take for you to be healed? Baby, what else is it going to take for you to be delivered? Baby, let it all out. I can't stand you. You messed up. You did. You did. You just like your old daddy. Come on, baby. Come on. Let it all out. Men got to learn how to handle stuff. Oh, I know y'all in here saying, y'all thinking I'm crazy. I'm telling you the truth. 
I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what the scripture says. You want to be a man? Rise up. Stop lowering your standards. Stop doing what everybody else is doing. And do what, Christ, do what Christ would do. He set the standard. Love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. What is it going to take for her to be happy? What is it going to take for her to be free? What is it going to take? So what? You know what? And y'all get mad at Miss King all the time because she don't work. She works. She take care of me. And that's a job. Because she tell me I ain't easy to live with. I know she lie every now and then, but that's okay. God forgive about that. Come on, come on. You say, you say I ain't easy to live with? All right, Mr. Lion. <laughs> he ain't lying. So, so, so what am I saying is this, is that because Miss King, I saw, can I tell Miss King, it was hard. It's difficult for her to get to places on time. That's not why. Okay, all right. But to me, she, she wanted to be able to take care of the kids at home, all right. But for me, I kept seeing her being late for work. I'm fussing about that and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, y'all, y'all got to love us. Right, we love. So I said, God, I'm bagging up a little bit now. I got some wisdom. So, so I said, God, look, God, you got to help me with this one, okay? I heard another preacher preach about that his wife didn't have to work and all this stuff. And, and that he, he, anyway. But anyway, so I said, I'm going to do the same thing. So I started trying to get myself to a little position, believing God that my finances going to get in line. My finances started getting a little bit better. And I started taking on more bills because we were splitting the bills. Or not splitting the bills, we were paying the bills. Some of y'all do split the bills. Really? Split the bills? Really? No, that's your responsibility. She helped make, helping you. She helping you. It's your responsibility to pay all the bills. She's helping you. Help me. So if she had to go to work to help you meet those bills, your butt come home, don't pull your shoes off and get that rope more control. No, put that apron around your butt and go in there and start making the bed, making the breakfast, doing, doing the dinner, doing the lunch, washing your clothes, whatever. Because if she's helping you with your labor, you help her with hers. Oh, women coming alive now. Mm-hmm. Y'all like that bobblehead doll in the, in, 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 in the car. Y'all like <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's a tap no houses or nothing like that. All right? Let's get, the, let's get another fun. Let's get it, get it together. So your goal is to get her to a point where she does not have to labor and work like that. She can take care of the house. Okay? So when Miss King got to that point and I started saying it, I told her, I said, you know what? Quit the job. You ain't working no, you ain't paying no bill no way. And I popped my collar, really. I didn't know she was going to do it. But when she quit, I'm like, what? You know? But instead of me crying about it, I stayed with it built up on the inside of me for a long time. Resentment. Because she would have quit her job. I got all these bills. Well, I was taking care of her. But it was just a fact. So sometimes me and we have some little hidden agendas on the inside. Because of what our partners did, we said we were going to do it, and we got in trouble, and now we, we, we mad. So I don't know what your issue is that you mad at your wife or your mate or whoever about. You need to get over that one. Stand up and be the man. Take on your responsibility. So I couldn't make it. I didn't have enough money to make it. So what was I to do? I went back to him. Now, God, I understand the order. You want me to be the man, and you want me to take care of my wife's needs. My wife need for these bills to be taken care of. She need this. 
And I went to them folks and I asked them to give me a raise. And they told me that before I give you a raise, our Lord, everybody paying this shot. God, we got a problem. God said, you don't have a problem. They have a problem. Because now they got to figure out what they're going to do without you. God took me out and put me in my own business. Way back then, put me in my own business. Why? Just so that I can fulfill my obligations so that she didn't have to go to work. So there I am now, got a business. When I had my business, when I had my job, I had a roof over my head. When I had my own business, there was no roof over my head. But the sky was my limit. All because she forced me to stand up and be the man. Some of y'all can't get y'all needs met because you won't let her force you to be the man. You think she's nagging. No, she's trying to help you get into your position. Right beside your God. You always nagging. Why? Because you ain't listening to God. She can see in you that there's more in you. She know that there's some desire in you. She know there's greatness in you. She wouldn't be wasting her time with you if she didn't see nothing in you. And every time she's trying to speak to your greatness, you act like she's she nagging me. I'm talking about trying to give and go to work. Trying to give and go do this. Why I can't play the game? These the finals. Yeah, this is the final. This is my final time I'm working with you on this situation. It's the finals, all right. It's your final chance. And most of the time, men, you don't miss your water until your well run dry. Mm -hmm. Well, Pastor, I got to let you go. All right. Pastor, go back and speak to that issue about them kids on the side. I hear that. My grandma would say, if you made your bed. Well, Pastor, how do I get out of it? You don't have to go to the same person who's willing to cover your sins and say, God, look, I want to honor you in all that I do. Because I got these three kids over here. I'm married now again to this lady over here, and we got two kids together. And God, that's five kids I'm trying to take care of. And God, it won't be long before they start hitting college. So God, what do I do? then God begins to make a way out of no way for you. But he's not going to make that way out of no way if you're not honoring him because he's the head. You can't come to God to get what you want just so you can go out there and spurge and take some pressure off you. God wants the pressure off you so you can serve him. That's why he gave you to help me. So you can take some pressure off you so you can obey him and be obedient to what he's asked you to do. He said, my yoke is easy. If you're out here and you're struggling so hard and you think your ends not me, there's a reason. The curse causeless shall not come. There's something, something you violated with God that you told God you were going to do that you didn't do it, and God began to shut up the heavens and make them like brass to get your attention. I want to know, how low can you go? Well, y'all want to pick back up? Let's finish this one. Amen. Miss King. Even while we were with you. 2 Thessalonians 3, 10, 12, so that you'll know it is biblical. Ms. King. <laughs> Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Oh. Those who are not willing to work will not get to eat. 
King James said, if a man don't work, he shouldn't eat. So with the roles being adjusted, remember God, the man, the woman, and the children. And all the devil did was switch the role with the man and the woman. And I know y'all love women's lives. It was demonic. We're going to talk about it when I get ready to talk about the women. It was strategy. It was strategic. The devil was switching the roles in the world. And once he did it, all he had to do was step back and watch the fireworks. So, so with the roles twisted now, and now here it is now. You got these kids, you got to take care of. You got to do this, you got to go back to God. If you don't go back to God, ain't none of this stuff going to straighten out. So God's saying right here, if a man don't work and you letting your wife do it all, you should eat not one bread, one crumb that comes into that house. The Bible says it's better for you to starve to death than for you to take advantage of what this woman is doing. If she's got your position, you are not needed. You are unnecessary. If she has to be able to go to work, take care of the kid, take care of the house, what do you what why does she need you? Just for sex, baby, she's gonna be too tired. <laughs> the Bible said. If, you're not, if you don't work, he said, we gave this as a command. Those who are unwilling to work, if you stand up and you're paralyzed, you can't go to work, God said, I understand that. Let's pray for healing. But if you're able to go to work, go get you a job. Well, nobody want to hire me. There are temporary services all over. They're begging for people. If you don't know, call me. I'll give you something. I know they'll hire you. Well, I got a background. I got a They ain't looking at that. All they ask one thing, are you breathing? You're hired. Okay, Miss King. Yeah, we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work, and meddling in other people's business. Oh, you're talking about everybody else out there. You're living idle lives. You're spending all this time on PlayStation, Facebook, Snapchat, all that stuff. Idle lives. You're not doing anything productive with your life. And he's talking to the men. He said, we're hearing about this. Your wife, girlfriend, going to work every day, and you're playing the PlayStation. You're a career PlayStation. You're making money on the PlayStation. Go get you a job so God can bless you. I know you don't like hearing this. I told y'all I was going to make y'all mad, but that's okay. Okay. I ain't through with you yet. Keep going, Miss King. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. You, said, you hear that word, settle down? Settle down. Come to your senses and realize you're destroying the foundation that God put in place. So get up and go to work. Go do some, something that's constructive. This generation has gotten to the point now, they don't want to work eight hours. Mm-mm. Overtime. No. I'd rather work two jobs. 
If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the Breach Ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.